Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. And this is episode 170. And tonight we are talking the creator as well as Saw X. Uh, it was supposed to be, uh, you know, supposed to have, obviously you're supposed to have Josh. But uh, we were going to have a guest on. We tried two days to get it planned. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't pull it together so uh it's just jacob and i this this episode but uh you know fuck your life that's how it goes sometimes <laughs> show must go on show must go on exactly so yeah i mean if we waited any longer we'd be like we like, all right are we gonna do a triple feature with exorcist no we <laughs> need to get we need to get these out of the way get it out there so uh double feature plus some other stuff we have watched obviously some beer will be drank jacob is uh what's new so i finally i had you know martin and trevor which we've talked about on the show before came up mm-hmm. from or over from michigan last week so did a bunch of the touristy things tried some lots of beer and yeah it was a good time got to see all the monuments and the memorials and all that shit so now I can not have to do that anymore. Like I pass them every day, but I never went to it. <laughs> and finally went to it. So yeah, it was fun hanging out with them and seeing them again and catching up. But yeah, that's all I did last week was drink tons of beer and do very healthy touristy climbing things to balance it out. Which did you guys end up recording or not then? <laughs> Uh, we did last episode was, uh, was a retro review because we were not going to watch, uh, what was that? What came out? Oh yeah. That it lives inside. It was getting really mid reviews and That's I was like, what it was. Yeah. I don't, we don't need to go see this. Uh, you were busy. So yeah. Uh, uh, had Brad from CinemaSpeak come on and, um, I did see the outtake. So yeah, I guess I should have remembered that. <laughs> you mean you haven't listened to the episode yet, Jacob? I I saw him messing up my line. Not everyone can do it. It's hard, you know. Get real. (laughs) Yeah, did not nail it. Nailed it. Opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah, opposite. But yeah, no, uh, that was a good episode. Um, Kept it pretty short, but um, yeah, I mean, I I was expecting this one to be just a a heater, a three-hour. But uh, we lost, we lost some half half the people. (laughs) Lost our hosts. Yeah, you know, we wanted to have Anthony on, the Saw expert. He was on for Spiral, which was for uh, which a long is time. Ne- the next movie. <laughs> the episode that we were going to be, yeah, the movie that we we're going to be reviewing next episode. I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, couldn't, uh, couldn't, just couldn't make it work. But I don't know. I think, I think we'll bring the heat, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, anything else? I don't. Uh, I don't have too much else. I don't have anything going on in my life, so <laughs> you're like, I don't do here. anything. I don't do I, shit. I just exist. Okay, well, let's uh, let's get into this featured beer now. We finally are cracking into our beer subscription beers. So, uh, not not a chosen beer from one of us is is what I'm getting at. This was we just unanimously decided this is what we should do for the show. Uh, This is called Fistful of Gummies. It is made by Second Chance Beer Co. Um, It is a fruited sour, as I mentioned. 
and they're out of San Diego, California. And I, I think the company that we subscribe to is out of California. So I expect we're going to be having a lot of California beers when we do do the the beer boxes. <clears throat> um, but let's see here. We have there's some some tasting notes. Uh, slightly sour with raspberry and blueberry notes, reminiscent of your favorite gummy candy. And it gives you some food options to pair it with. It says pear, Belgian waffle with berries, green salad with peaches and oh, peaches and goat cheese, uh, bacon omelet, or stinky cheeses. You know, I find that kind of weird. Like the first choice, like this was, I assume this is going to be very sweet. And like putting it with a waffle with berries <laughs> seems like a bad okay, idea. So my counter to that would be, this is a fruited sour, but I don't know if it's the uh, smoothie, like smoothie style. style. I, I kind of think this is going to be pretty like tart and sour. Um, so maybe something a little bit sweeter would help, but... But then the banquet omelet in know. there, just like... <laughs> and that's something super salty and rich. Also, yeah. See that. See that's well where exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like that would make sense if this was and a stinky. If cheese, this was like... sweet, like savory and sweet, you know, obviously that makes sense. Um, but yeah, there. I did finally. Okay, I finally found it on Untapped, and the the details are a bit different. So I'll just read that. This fruited kettle sour combines lush flavors of raspberries and blueberries with a sour finish for a brew that is nothing short of liquid gummy candy. Uh, which, I mean, it's basically the same thing, but um, coming in at five percent <laughs> ABV. Ooh, a little discrepancy here. Can says ten IBUs. Untapped says eight IBUs. Huge, huge difference there. <laughs> um, and okay, yeah, they support some kind of dog thing. I don't know. Pints for pups. Pints for pups. Second chance beer proudly sports local dog rescues. Well, good for you guys. Got to support the dogs. <laughs> Um, not too much else here. It's coming in at a 3.86 rating, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Anything else? Anything you got to say on this? You got the can in front of you here. Mm. I like the art. It looks... Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's basic, it's but it's... like uh, psychedelic, too, with the, like, 60s font for the yeah. writing. Well, at least for the title. Tie-ins to uh, the movies. Here, let's hear it, Jacob. <laughs> um, honestly, this one is like it's aluminum, which is a metal, and in the creator, <laughs> there's a lot of metal. That's all I got. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Here we go. I got one. Fistful of gummies. What is uh? What is an alternative pain remedy for cancer. Alternative pain remedy for cancer? Weed? <laughs> there you go. Gummy. It doesn't have to be literal. It just says gummies. Could have some weed oh, in there. Oh, see, I would like totally tight. Is tight. didn't even think of that. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I know. Why would you write? But here we are. We're, we're really stretching on this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's about it. Let's crack into it and try it. Oh shit, that's a oh. squirter. Oh, it's all over my computer. Oh, I fuck. caught it all because I like heard you just in time as <laughs> you said it. Oops. Oh fuck, I forgot this is touch screen too. God damn it. Kind of right, weird go. that like ours ended up the same way 
even though they got sent to completely different states and you know different travel still had the same exact problem in this can well it is very thin like pouring thin like i thought so it's yeah. not i don't sense that this is going to be it's a nice sweet. color very raspberry like definitely raspberry on the nose for sure Take a f my first drink. Honestly, that tastes like raspberry and blueberry, <laughs> like really strong. It does. It tastes a little. Mine's a little flat. Do you, are you getting that? Mm, not really. No. Maybe it's because yours was a bit foamier than mine. Mine was just a little bit that squirted out. <laughs> hmm. I mean, mine wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It's not like it exploded all over, but. Uh, now that you mention it, I don't know if it's like flat. It's like almost syrupy, though, like a fountain pop with not enough of the fizz. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess flat was a good descriptor. Well, it definitely isn't sour or tart like I thought. So no, just barely. Right. It's good. It kind of reminds me of Rubeus. I think it's okay. I mean, Rubeus, it's a good comparison, but Rubeus is way better. Yeah, Rubeus is way better. But this is definitely in the line. Of, it tastes more like a fruit beer than yes. like a sour. For sure. Like this doesn't, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's been a while since I've had a kettle sour, but I feel like those always are more tart and like. I was going to say, I thought those are like really tart usually. Yeah, and I mean, the description reads that this is a kettle sour, so that's a little weird to have it just be, like, so tame. Yeah, it's definitely, it's not, like, overly sweet, though, like I thought it would be. It's no, kind of not overly sweet, than sweet, but not sour, but then there's also not, like, I don't know, a lot of fruit flavor, like... I taste raspberry. I don't know. Do, do you think it tastes that's like it. a gummy candy? I guess that's what they not do. at all. And it tastes like both, fruit juice. In both descriptions, it's supposed to be very reminiscent of like a, you know, a gummy worm or, or a, I guess to a gummy be bear. Fair, I don't, I don't really love gummy bears, so I was kind of hoping it didn't taste like that. And <laughs> well, I, guess I can't remember the last time I've had them, but the last time I remember, I feel like yeah, they're more much more of that fake sugary like red and blue flavor than like. Like a, this tastes like fruit, like actually fruit. Okay, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's um, I think it's pretty mid. Like definitely leaning towards the good side. Like it's no, it's not near anywhere near bad. But like, will I remember this beer even two months from now? Probably no, not. Very forgettable. <laughs> yeah. What have, you know, we've been forgetting, though, about crushability. That's true. <laughs> I, I just thought about that. I'm like, when was the either? last time we've done that? <laughs> we didn't do. We did not mention crushability last week. I promise you that. Well, that's Josh's thing and fucking guys MIA. So I don't know. <laughs> I would say um, pretty crushable on like a hot day, especially with the fruitiness. And it's not like super syrupy or heavy. Not too sour either, which is can be a problem. I wouldn't want too many. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't know if I agree about the hot day part. Just because, like, 
this I kind of could feel, even though it isn't overly sweet or anything, but like I feel like if I, even after the full 16 ounces of this, or if I drank more than one, I would start like that gut rot feeling setting in. The reason and I'm like it isn't it, too sweet, but I just the like, taste of like a. Oh, we must have went over each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was just gonna say this reminds me of like the kind of the taste of like something like a truly or like a white claw, where you want you drink those on like a summer day, but they have that weird like fruity kind of fake taste. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's much stronger than that. Like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't compare it to a seltzer, but like kind of like the same like the same amount of like fruitiness fruitiness or sweetness that'd be like a like a flavored um what are those things called uh twisted tea kind of like yeah. that or like i would like i wouldn't want to drink like a ton of those on a hot day i think that's good yeah <laughs> but that's but, what usually people do with them <laughs> right yeah i don't know crushability yeah so i don't know probably like a three or like a three and a half yeah i would say the same three Okay. Um, I don't have anything else to say on Fistful of Gummies. How about you? No. All right. Well, let's get into our featured reviews. Okay. So we are talking The Creator. Uh, the Creator was written and directed by Gareth Edwards. Uh, screenplays by Chris Weitz. Weitz? Weitz? Uh, it stars John David Washington, Madeline Yuna Voiles. Uh, Gemma Chan and Allison Janney. Plot synopsis reads, Against the backdrop of a war between humans and robots with artificial intelligence, a former soldier finds the secret weapon, a robot in the form of a young child. What did you think of The Creator? You know, I feel like this could be an unfair comparison, like, but also it's not like on the same level, but I also feel like it's a pretty good comparison. It's kind of like an Avatar movie where it's like <laughs> beautiful to look at. And I really appreciated that technically. And even like a lot of the technical aspects of acting and such, there was definitely some strong points. But the story and the logic, really not <laughs> great. <laughs> it It just like... It was so basic, but not even that, like even that could have been fine, but just the logic flaws, which I'm going to try and remember. I wish I could take notes easier, like during, while watching a movie at theaters, but I, uh, I, just, I might be able to jog your memory on some of that stuff. Yeah. There's just so many logical breaks that you had to like suspend. But like, if you do, it just, if you think about it even a little bit, which this movie feels like it's reaching for like some big philosophical, like arguments <laughs> that it's just like when you're trying to do that and then you have these like simple logical flaws that don't make any sense whatsoever and conveniences it just it kills it so badly which is a shame because i did think it like i was very pleasantly surprised by how good it looked and other aspects like that someone cooked here I uh, would agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, uh, I I was went into this pretty hyped because I thought just from the trailers, I, I thought it was going to be a completely like original movie and like there would be it, it just looked like 
the design and aesthetic of it looked, you know, right up my alley. And um, I've liked Gareth Edwards movies in the past. Um, Rogue One is good, not great. Some people love that movie. I really like his version of Godzilla. So I went into this pretty hyped. Um, And yeah, my main thing being this is going to be original. And then I walked out saying, wow, none of that was original. (laughs) And it has absolutely nothing to say. Uh, It doesn't add anything to the AI and human conversation. Uh, I thought all that stuff was just so like trite. Uh, There's, yeah, there's definitely good aspects to it. But yeah, just thinking about it, the more I think about it, like the more I dislike it. And it's almost like a, it's almost in response to my own um, expectations. So I, I'm like mad that it is so basic and like, you know, logic, like flawed, like you said, especially logically, there's, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. I don't think the world building is great in this. Um, yeah. If you just think about certain things for more than a second, it, it like falls apart and I don't know scene by scene there's things to get invested in but yeah it's it's a i think it's kind of a mess of a movie honestly yeah um i guess staying in staying in general thoughts um i i did like the the kid in it the at least the performance especially yes. by the end when there's like some heavy emotions involved yeah like, kind of amazing yeah you could tell when it was like <laughs> real too like actually like crying which is pretty great um john david washington is okay like i don't know there's moments of generic person yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's like moments where he shines but i don't know just like as a as like the lead i don't know i don't know about him honestly um I just think it was also the writing of the character themselves. It's like not a person. I felt like it's a person it wanted you to really root for, but like also I didn't really want to root for him. So it's just like (laughs) it made me this weird like feeling for him as the character throughout the whole movie. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And uh, yeah, I get a lot of the problems do go back to the writing and stuff. But uh, a lot of people are saying this movie like, is like oh like amazing it's beautiful to look at and I, I i'm not saying it isn't but i'm not like at that level where i think it looks good for the budget so when you take into consideration the budget and how it was under 100 million or whatever then like thinking about that like yeah you could say it's amazing but we, uh it's not like as amazing as i think it's getting hyped up to be there is there's like cuz there's a lot of recycled imagery and even like design and stuff that you know you can see it's inspired from other movies so i don't know i take that stuff into account when when talking about like it's it's visuals and it's aesthetic which i do like the 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 look and stuff of a lot of like i like the ship the nomad i thought that was looked awesome um the synth what are they called synthetics or sim yeah. um no, it was that's not right. What? It's yeah. so, it's something with an S. They come with synths, I thought. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> anyway, I like the look of that, like the circle in the back, and like you can tell, like it's like there's a part of them that's you know gives it away that they're AI or whatever. But um, I, I mean, outside of that stuff, there's n- not a lot for me. So, 
yeah, the more I think about it, the less I like it. But, you know, I feel that same way, like, because <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know we were going to talk about it in this episode. So, like, I rated it right out. So, I got out. And then, like, yeah, I was so thinking cool. about it. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like, the more I thought about it, the more. But also, I will say what helped a lot was, like, right before that, I watched Expendables 4, which I'll get into <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> helped that it a lot. lot. <laughs> I bet. Um. Yeah, like, it, it is. Okay, so when you're, I, I kind of know you're feeling because like walking out of the theater I, I was probably close to where you were at um but it's just like the it's more like the plot and there is like a um a small mystery angle that kind of keeps you going but mm-hmm. then yeah reflecting on a lot of that stuff you're just like thinking about it and it was bad maybe that makes sense like i feel like this if if you don't change it like it would go down on a rewatch or i don't know maybe stay the same but it no this isn't going to be a movie that I want to continually rewatch because I would feel like I would just keep picking it apart. Simulant, not synthetic. Simulant. Oh, close enough. <laughs> I know, close, but not. I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> anyway, symbiotes, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we can just get into like the logical problems of it. Yes. Where do you want to start with that? There's. Well, definitely, it's definitely you... would be spoilers. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I got my general thoughts out there. So, yeah, let's dive into more plot details, including logical issues, and um, we can, uh, yeah, we can talk freely. Spoilers for the creator. Okay. <laughs> so this was all started out like his entire mission. You know, main character was to convince this woman to fall in love with him which is already like that seems impossible but like well for you yes <laughs> yeah and well okay and even then you know whatever they can get together that's fine he's that good that he can guarantee that he'll make this woman fall for him and she is the you know supposed to be like the head of this entire thing right uh from my understanding yes because she is like this daughter of like the main guy or like yeah yeah and but she kept the work going and she was the one who made the child which is kind of weird because it was based on her child's dna or whatever uh which doesn't make sense i did want to bring that up to you because they say they cloned the embryo which uh from you know i'm not i'm no expert but an embryo is after um uh fertilization which would mean it's half of him and half of her yeah and sorry that child is zero percent asian <laughs> science rules just uh but, doesn't really make a lot of sense but what yeah and like also it was just kind of confusing because it's like how far along was she and when did she have time to do this that he didn't know that she was doing this like were they not together that much that she just had this extra time to like <laughs> <laughs> create this right, baby right. and then she's lo- doesn't tell him about it like the whole time like yeah. she just does it and doesn't say anything oh my god which leads to the scene right you know where she where he's ends up is betraying her now for you know whatever really reason why he's so strong for the government whatever well yeah he's like he's undercover right and then they do this operation early or something he's like i need more time or whatever and 
they're like, no, we have to do it now for, I forget the reason. There's a line of dialogue for sure that says why. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember why. I don't remember. And then, yeah, like that leads to another fucking stupid thing where they bomb her point blank and puts her in a coma. And then also. <laughs> yeah, hits her with a nuke. Her- yeah, and she just and gets in a coma. She's in a coma, and everyone survives. And, the other guys survived too. When he goes and sees her, even though it's been five years, there's like no disfiguration of her at all. She just looks like perfect. Like what the fuck? And also that that's not even like the worst part of her finally being brought to see her. So like the one, his daughter, the the sent whatever, she gets shot like point blank, right? And they're mm-hmm. like. We need to take her to the mom because I'm a, I assumed that she's going to fix her because she can. She's like the only one. She's the leader. She's the head. You know, she created all of these synthetic, these AI, right? And uh, I don't know when the handoff was between like father and daughter, but yeah, you could assume that it's all part of the same legacy, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. Either way, like they, the girl got shot on the bridge, right? When that one guy, the human U.S. guy, shot her, and then you know the dad's carrying her, and they're like, oh, "We boy. need to take her to the mom," which they were a few refusing to take anyone to her, like for this whole movie, basically. And they just take her to him, to him, take her to her, <laughs> and then she's in a coma. And I'm like, then why even take her there? What if she's shot? And then she was fine. I don't know. <laughs> she was fine. She got shot point blank. They, she was like passed out in the dad's arms. They lead her to the mom, I, which I assume to fix her. And the mom's in a coma and immediately he has to kill her. But like, and then the daughter's fine. I, he never talks related. about the getting shot again or why she was like dead in his arms for the like last 15 minutes. Yeah, you got me on that one. I mean, I don't have a lot of answers for a lot of these things. <laughs> I, this movie is not airtight at all. And then I'm like, oh, okay, God. so like, and then what I didn't get either, and I thought I missed this, but like the robots are not allowed to kill people, which is why they couldn't pull the plug on her. Right. Which is right. why he had to pull the plug on her. But yet the robots are definitely killing people that are attacking them, the US people attacking them. Like they're definitely shooting back. Uh yeah. Um that's a good question. The only thing that I got is Martin watched this with me and he said, Well, it's because they're being attacked first, so they're attacking self-defense in that case, and then this they would just be attacking a harmless like a person who's not can't fight back. It definitely <laughs> makes sense, but they don't they don't address it in the movie and also like those the ai that are like overseeing her are buddhist they, right for whatever yeah, reason because the ai become religious <laughs> um oh there's a lot of uh religious undertones in this movie which is i did not like that doesn't always mean it's a good thing um yeah they're like the monks for some reason I, like the only reason the only thing i could see the only explanation would be there's like a distinction between regular ai and like military ai or something but the whole like okay this is like the world building my biggest world building problem is if they are in the country where like they're making these ai it i don't know it doesn't it seems like it's like 
they make it all kind of look shitty, you know, and like, where are these AI being produced and like, how are they getting to where they are? And are they just like allowing this massive US ship over them all the time? And like, and we, they have embraced AI. You would think that they would ha- like have the upper hand, but it oh, seems to be the other was, way around. I completely agree with that. I was so confused. I'm like, why is the US so advanced over the rest of the world that is made to look like a third world country? Right. Why don't and they yes, just they use, have like, AI that robot has army. to be, but like the <laughs> AI have to be insanely smart. They're AI. They're better than our human brains, right? And the yeah, US exactly. is using no human, no AI at all. Or like, well, means, yeah, and they're like way this war more going on for ten years. Like, just keep producing robots and like synthetics or uh, what simulants, and like the U.S. is only going to sacrifice. Like, their army is only so big. Like, I don't know. It just that seems out. so stupid. <laughs> yeah, like it makes that didn't make sense to me at all because I'm just like, why are they so behind? If they embrace the future technology, right? Somehow the U.S. is so far ahead. When they're shunning the technology, <laughs> I don't know. That was dumb. Uh, <laughs> this is like a small thing, but the you know when they go to they try to find the kid and they're like they have to find the secret entrance to the bunker or whatever. But then when they leave the bunker, it's just like a hatch in the middle of a field. <laughs> oh yes, like, if they you have a trillion. You have a trillion dollar military station over this country at all times. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't they like, how do they not know these things? Like I get, they figured out the general location, but they just opened up a hatch, like in the middle of the field when they got out of it. It's like, okay, you went through all the trouble to find the secret hidden location to the entrance. Why didn't they make like the exit? Just like, you know, little details, put a little bit of fucking thought into your (laughs) Into your or the fact here. that the You're nuclear right. warheads that all got launched at the end, as soon as like they destroyed the ship, they just fall straight down and don't blow up. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. That I I feel like that makes sense. Aren't like don't missiles don't uh like nukes don't um go off on impact. It's isn't it based off? It of has to, Yeah, it does have to be like it. I think has to be. Yeah, like activated. So I didn't, I didn't take that as anything, but I'm also at the same time like, I mean, yeah, it's okay. Funny, <laughs> well, that I, we can lead into t- more towards the end too. The that's just the the stupidity of them infiltrating this trillion dollar the trillion dollar. base with thousands, probably a hundred thousand people on board or something, or you know, at least ten thousand people on board. It's just him and a kid. And like they get on board and I get that like he shut down the communications or whatever, maybe even shut overridden some doors that can't open. But you're, you mean to tell me that they go from every place that they need to and like nobody is there to like intercept them at all? Where are all the people <laughs> on this ship? They all Where escaped they? immediately. They just, they, they just run they around decide and do whatever not the fuck to they want. It at all. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. Well, what was also stupid was her carrying her mom when, like, he's about to die and, like, she needs to get oh, there. God, she, that's uh, okay. Yeah, it was a, that's a, a whole other aspect to it. Just and like she, she can control this finds- entire ship, but she can't open the door. Like, true. Yeah. Override it to open the door to let him in. Like, she can't do that. <laughs> I love, uh, I love when she's running through and, like, 
all the um like why can't i always want to say the synthetic um simulants she's going through all the simulants and like just randomly looks up and finds because i didn't take it as like all of those simulants were Gemma chan right or were they or were they all supposed to be her because like she just looks up and like randomly finds her mom Maybe. And, like, honestly crowd. yeah i didn't even pay attention that much I was but like, like oh, she found okay. her on like the ship and it was in like a sea of um simulants and she just like randomly found it was weird anyway that she would even try to find him. Like, just go save your dad right now. And well, then you guys, I, okay, I there, took it there's as, like, plenty of was, copies on Earth. <laughs> I took it as she was like running through and like randomly, like that was like just a room that she had to get to. to get like, to oh, the, I'm going to drag this adult <laughs> body. Yeah, I know. As a, like a five-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think I'm trying to remember what how much time was on the timer, but like it was nowhere near enough time to carry to drag that thing. <laughs> no, it was like 10 minutes or something. I'm yeah. like, and she's like on the other side. I'm like, this is such a waste of time. Just go. <laughs> and he's like talking to her. I thought that I'm like, oh, I'm out of air. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm going to carry this first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The, and I, to, was... just to make it even worse, their last moments when, you know, she finally. You know, she her, all her memories are implanted in this new body, right? Mm-hmm. And he, the ship's going down. He's going to die anyway. He sees her, and he's staying on the ship going down with it. He sees her in this beautiful field, and immediately they embrace and love each other. But I'm like, wouldn't her last memory be, though, of him betraying her? And she was so mad at him that she decided to leave him there and get blown up versus just staying with him. And that would have been, and then because immediately after that, she ended up in a coma for five years. But like now she comes back and immediately she's like, hey, I love you. Kiss. It's true. So that brings up a good point. Uh, so, like, which I don't know how much of a flaw this is. This I might need a rewatch to clarify, but they do the scanning thing. Like, uh, remember the scene when they go, when he does the cleanup in LA of the nuke and they do the scanning thing and they do it like on a, corpse that's been there for who knows how long and then put it into a robot the the scanned uh consciousness into a robot and like it starts freaking out because yeah it's like uh, like its last memories were like people dying or whatever yeah like they at one point the soldier that he's with also dies and there and she's like i think allison janey's character is like Oh, like, like, quick! We need to. We only have so much time. But like the scene before that, that corpse has been there for who knows how long. And they do they scan that. Like, I don't know if it's like to get <laughs> right. like a full transfer of consciousness. Because like, can they do that? And then I heard a review earlier that was like, there's like a time limit that is set, and like there's a scene where someone's checking their watch and saying like, we have this X amount of time with it until it like forgets everything i don't know that part like this whole <laughs> scanning of consciousness thing and putting it into the synthetics i was like what the fuck is going on it's confusing yeah this this movie is just plagued by so many logical like inconsistencies that you just like to have to turn and your I brain could get, off i could look past watch. some of that stuff if it had something really interesting to say but like didn't have the cohesiveness to like get it across but like the ideas were there but there's nothing there there is nothing there's the the only thing that it's saying is like oh yeah uh we should basically read as like we should embrace ai or like if you can't tell the difference between like ai and human then you just need like to treat them equal as human or something 
Like I can't tell you how many scenes are in this movie of uh, humans crying over like dead AI, <laughs> AI. Or, like the dead um, simulants. It's like we get it, okay? It's like they thought I mean, of them as equal. They thought of them as people. It's so sad. Like fucking come up with something new. <laughs> I had a problem with that also because he, the guy who he originally met in the beginning that he didn't kill that was like started this whole thing right i forgot his name like drew or something i don't remember his name but he yeah, ended up the friend the friend yeah, that, and then he embraces ai like later yeah, yeah. oh yeah and then <laughs> and then his like ai girlfriend or whatever gets shot in the face because of the negligence of this guy mm-hmm. and then he still helps him takes him to where like that ring signal was that where his wife's ring was that had the tracker in it yeah and then the guy the main character he just immediately leaves him and doesn't listen to him man this guy just lost his girlfriend for you and you're not even gonna like help like listen to him or give him the time of day <laughs> like i don't know why drew was even helping him at that point like fuck you then <laughs> bye and then he gets shot and killed anyway like this is another reason why i'm like why am i supposed to feel for like the main character here he seems like a complete asshole throughout like this whole movie yeah i don't feel like his like i don't feel like the arc of him just like going from working with the military to like wanting to destroy it also is like a good enough i don't know because like does his is there anything that you can remember where it it conveys a change of his thoughts about ai and robots because like in the beginning i mean besides i guess the emotion that he shows with alfie like in the beginning he's like so programmed to say like don't listen to them like don't listen like you can't trust their emotions or whatever like it's all just programming like that's a line that said i think four times in the first half hour and then (laughs) like does his thoughts ever like really change on ai or like is he only is he only projecting emotion from like his lost child because like this is only to the one alfie yeah (laughs) right so like does he actually like does it does he have an arc an emotional arc with like ai i don't know there's again there's not a lot not a lot going on here <laughs> yeah i guess that's not really showing it's more like they are just continuously nice to him and then he just keeps doing the thing that he wants to do and he only yeah, ends exactly. up saving everything in order to save her future not really like ai's future in general it's just because her he wants to make sure she can survive yeah, that's that's a good point too. <laughs> yeah, um, so he doesn't have much of an arc. <laughs> well, I don't think I have nothing else I can think of off the top of my head. Um, anything else for you on the creator? Uh, no, not really. I mean, like the only good things, I like their relationship. It, I mean, I felt like it was forced. It was like, not like the road which would be a much better like kind of showing of this bond between these random like i guess stranger kid and father mm-hmm. that like in a apocalyptic type of dystopian society whatever you want to call it but it was still there like it still like was effective enough and i do think again the kid was like great but, yeah yeah yeah, the relationship, like, yeah, they have their moments, and 
uh, yeah, like I said, scene to scene, you it's more watchable than like as a cohesive movie. Like the invasion of the village and like the bomb robots going across the bridge. Like I thought that was a cool scene. There's good stuff yeah. between Alfie and uh, Joshua. Uh, some some stuff that just like looks cool. Like this, uh, the nomad, like especially when it's like in the upper atmosphere, the targeting system. There's a, yeah, there's like things to like in it, but yeah, again, just the ideas and the cohesiveness as a whole is definitely far from there. And yeah, and I can complain about one more thing: the yeah. villains, like the two U.S. like spy soldier, whatever they are, yeah, who like are the woman and the guy. Like the oh, woman boy. said, she hates I AI so much because like her son fell in love with one and then she ended up betraying him. And then they, each of them together made him get, have a slow, painful death. But oh, then yeah. again, that like broke the whole thing that I thought they weren't violent then. And that even breaks the whole thing. They're not violent to people who aren't violent towards them. Cause what did that guy do? <laughs> if he was just in love with an AI. <laughs> um, that is a good point. And I, there is another part that's like, glossed over they just like say it in dialogue and i really think they should have elaborated or revisited it the whole oh the nuke wasn't dropped by ai it was like a human coding yeah error, error. yeah and it's like oh okay and then that's the end of it never yeah. <laughs> think about that again god this it's movie okay. has so much like it made me i love like the i want to love the world and i like the look i love these kind of sci-fi like cyberpunk type worlds so much I wanted this, like, I maybe that's why I also gave it more of a pass because I'm just like, this is, I want more movies like this, just better. <laughs> there is, uh, well, it's not a movie, unfortunately, but uh, you can get an awesome uh, version of this movie in the Animatrix if you just watch the second Renaissance, part one and part two. I think I did watch the Animatrix at one time. Yeah, long time ago that tells uh basically the story of the rise of ai and the fall of humanity in a much, much better, better story way. version <laughs> and it's uh bloody as hell i i really feel like this could have been like rated r and pushed some more boundaries like yeah it didn't need to be um but it would have been cooler obviously if it was yeah i Add agree some, some more graphic shit uh, okay. Nothing else? No. All right. What are you going to give the creator out of five stars? I'm going to give it a three. I feel like I was a very light three out walking out of the theater, but uh, I did take advantage of my 24 hours and pondered it more. And I'm going with a 2.5 on this one. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's keep her rolling here. What are we at? 650? Okay. I think we can get this in before uh, we need to break. I probably won't have too much to say. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to Saw X or Saw 10, however you want to say it. Uh, is this Saw, the 10th one, actually? I actually don't know. It is the 10th <laughs> okay. one in this. So in that works. Chest. If you don't so, count yeah, Spiral. <laughs> no, if if you count Spiral, it's the 10th. Oh, they're counting count spiral. spiral. That's why yeah. I, I'm like, there hasn't been 10 Saws out there. Yeah, right. Well, it went from 
they got into 3D and then Jigsaw. Like they dropped the numbers at some point and now they're bringing them back. Like this whole franchise is a fucking mess. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Saw X is written by Pete Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg. It is directed by Kevin Grutert. Grutert. Uh, stars Tobin Bell, Shawnee Smith, um, Stephen Brand, and oh God, Sinavi Makoti Lund. Uh, plot synopsis reads, a sick and desperate John travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle, miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Uh, Jacob, what did you think of Saw? Great film. Almost as fun <laughs> as going on a seesaw. So obviously I love this franchise on a whole. I did not love Spiral, but like this saw the main line saw movies. I Yeah, not the spin-offs. They are my guilty pleasure movies. And I will say I think this is one of the better ones. Is it a good movie? <laughs> not really. The bar is low for Saw. <laughs> it's very low. And like they don't try to be like super convoluted. It takes place basically in one spot for most of it. And like acting wise, one of the better ones, they're none of them are good, but like there again, there's some like, there's obviously some weird parts like bringing in the kid, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it, but overall, you know, I think this is a good, like good saw movie. I was surprised that, especially after Spiral, which I think was absolutely terrible, this was a pleasant surprise. Well, I think that is the general consensus. Um, Now, where do I fall on these movies? I couldn't really tell you because it's been years since I've watched them all. I just remember hating Spiral, and I do know that I like uh, the first saw quite a bit. Um, and then it kind of goes down from there for me, but even, uh, even with the praise of this one, I don't get it. I don't understand why people like this more than the other ones. I think this is just as bad from memory from the other ones. And we'll definitely get into why, um, it's, it's definitely different. Um, they, they are going for a more narrative, I guess, driven plot driven story here. Like the first 45 minutes are pretty tame for a Saw movie, right? It almost gets into drama territory where, you know, he's trying to find a cure and, um, the only trap that we see is spoiler alert in his imagination, Um, and then once it kicks off, then it's like, okay, full tilt, we're going hardcore till the end. Um, and that makes this the longest Saw movie, which I definitely don't think it needed to be this long. That's true. Um, Especially for what we get at the end. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't care. Like Tobin Bell is good in these movies, but like, is it a great performance? Like compared to like an, an actual movie, <laughs> movie. <real> performance. Um, <laughs> not really like, like for these movies, it's good. Like everything, whenever you say something good about this movie, it's well for saw, it's in comparison good. for saw. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's like, 
okay, that doesn't make it good. It's just good for other Saw movies. And yeah, that's kind of how it is. Like Tobin Bell, he's good for Saw. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I fall. I like the the dramatic pieces and stuff. Like, you know, it's it's nice to see something different in Saw movies, but like, it just feels like something like it felt Walmart very Channel, cheesy. You know, yeah, yeah it like felt like a lifetime thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. Like a slightly elevated lifetime drama in the beginning, and then okay, and then it kicks off and moving from moving away from the the dramatic talk. If we're talking about the horror stuff. I remember like the first couple saws being like genuinely scary. I mean, obviously we were y- a lot younger then, but I feel like they've just been completely stripped of any horrific elements and they are, you know, it's pretty much just shock and, and gore now. Um, and in those terms, there is some effective stuff in this movie, but I kind of felt like, well, f- I don't know, maybe I'm just less affected by them now, but I kind of felt like most of the traps were pretty lame and I really, really have a problem with his, like just the, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? (laughs) The ableness to complete them. I don't know. Yes. That was a problem. And three minutes was not enough. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay. I want to see them struggle more. Well, yeah, but like, if you think back to like to the first one, like he gave one guy like two hours, and like that's what I know. was thinking too, because like his the big thing with jigsaws, he gives them a chance to survive. Mm-hmm. Like he actually gives them a legit chance versus yeah, I like think these people Saw have no four. Chance. I think it was Saw four or five. I think four. Like they, that's how you knew it wasn't the real jigsaw because he didn't give them a chance. Like they literally they were right. gonna die anyway, and so that's why. He, it was so wrong. So, and then the fact that like, I felt like they didn't have a chance because like they worked almost immediately and still didn't have enough time. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's just, like, I felt like they had no chance um, there. And there's mechanics in these traps that's like out of their control. It's, it's like just a matter of, of science. Like it's a matter of, okay, waiting. how long, how long would it take like for this, the enzymes in this to, to bring the uh, whatever the needle to where it needs to go. Like, that's probably like half the time itself. So it's you're giving 90 seconds to cut your fucking brain out that it makes no sense. It's so stupid. Which I will say they did use a kind of meter before when, when they had the hand saws and it was supposed to be the team one and they got, had to get enough blood to fill it up to one point in order to survive. But like, in that one, it made sense because it was supposed to be like teamwork and there were supposed to be like five people in the saws at the same time, which means it wouldn't be that much blood and they could fill it up quickly. And plus blood, you can catch it all very quickly versus like enzymes breaking down something takes time or like, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not so much like, like filling just up a, like... a filtered amount of like marrow. <laughs> yeah. Right. takes time, but like just, just a blood, like blood is fast, right? <laughs> So even then it made more logical sense than these traps. Yeah, it wasn't even like the the mechanism that I was like mad about. It's just the fact that like the the enzyme one or whatever like that's literally out of his control like if if you you would Yeah, like he did enough like, but okay, it was oh, it, it in, didn't dissolve it fast enough yeah, so you should have put on the tape like okay, you need to get it in here before uh 2 minutes is up otherwise you're fucked anyway. So then it's actually like, okay, now I only have two minutes to do it instead of three. So why even put the clock for three minutes on? It's so stupid. Yeah. 
yeah, I felt like these people had no chance at all. And uh, yeah, I don't know that like compared to like, especially the first couple ones where I feel like there's, there is like a legit chance and they, a lot of times people would like, they would give up during it. Uh, they like, they just like couldn't push through or other reasons why they failed the trap. And this one, it's like almost everybody just like went full tilt. I'm going to like do it. I'm going to cut my own leg off. I'm going to suck the marrow out and it's lose anyway. It's just like, yeah, his setup is the one that like screwed them. It's like, yeah. Like look at the first saw it was, they were in there for as long as they needed to be. That's why it was like so psychological and so like a hard choice for like even the watchers like, Oh, like would I do that? Like, Oh, like, and it just gives you so much time to think. And then this one is just like, you have no time to think just do or don't. Yeah. Yeah. So the traps I, I didn't like, and, uh, another (laughs) problem, which we reviewed this movie. We've talked about it before recently too. This movie has the don't breathe too problem of the whole setup and everything is like supposed to make you feel some kind of empathy or like you feel (laughs) sorry, but it's like, it's like he's a serial killer. (laughs) I hate this fucking guy. He's a real pain in the ass. Like, okay, <laughs> because he got duped, like, I don't feel sorry for him. Like, he got scammed out of so much. Like, hey, guess what? Everybody gets fucking scammed. Everybody pays insurance. Biggest fucking scam in the world. We don't go kill <laughs> yeah. people for it. Jesus. Yeah, I just felt that's like something that movies, I feel like, keep doing recently, too. And it's like, well, I'm not going to be on his side. That's why killing him what movie did he like officially die in i think four, four? I, I think he was already dead in four yeah okay, so he died in three. i want to say four yeah i think he was like already dead in four and that was like the one where they just kept playing his tapes and made it go but that's the like, one he wasn't I think doing around, it right it isn't four through six with the detective guy yeah four right, three and like four history. i think is the detective guy three and four okay yeah. well jigsaw dies in like one of the first four movies and then it's like how do we keep this going uh we need to set let's bring him back because (laughs) for i think it was jigsaw takes place before even the first movie right that's like the one at the barn and i think i didn't even watch oh you haven't seen it oh okay no sorry spoilers (laughs) i don't care um i think that takes place before even the first movie but they get away with it somehow anyway yeah like continuing these movies and just like doing them with Tobin Bell and Jigsaw, it's just, I feel like it's going to be a big problem narratively. Well, they definitely to... ended it here, right? Because like... How? Ended it here? Yeah, because I like we already know he's going to die and we already know he dies in the other ones. For me, this felt like a prequel kind of still to like... Yeah, but the end of this six, movie, they leave someone in. alive that's like a huge... The, they leave someone alive at the end of this that's like okay, how, why would they leave this person alive? Like that, I feel like that's going to play into the I, next. I scene. think because you already know that they die. Who are you thinking of? <laughs> Who are you thinking of? <laughs> okay, so we just get into spoilers so I can say. Yeah, sure, spoilers. like it matters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, who gives a shit? Um, the girl, like the lady that scams him, the doctor, We she's never in any of the other Saw movies and she's alive yeah. in this movie yeah she's alive but may, i assume that they 
she's probably just not going to try and get revenge. She's just going to be like, now she's burnt and disfigured and terrible. Okay. I mean, like people survive in Saw movies before too, though. Yeah, and they usually like change their life or become disciples of John Kramer or whatever. I feel like that's not her trajectory. And I feel like like, the way, if that is true, if they don't do anything with her character, then... The end of that makes the end of this movie more fucked up with putting the kid in the trap. Don't you feel like I already thought it was weird anyway that the kid was randomly there and then also like <laughs> okay, the I moments they had with him. With, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's dark. Like, why is he there in the middle of the night? But they do mention that like they mention that it's becoming Yeah, it's I guess morning, it's morning it's like, but like why is he still there kicking a ball against like is his house nearby? <laughs> like well, his dad works as like the grounds or something. So like they are there very early and he goes to work with it. Like the kid has to go to work with and his dad. I don't know if I went pee her. during it or something, but when did like him and John Kramer become so close? Um, He notices that the kid's bike is broken and he's, you know, such a genius mechanical engineer that he fixes the wheel for him. And it's okay. this really cringe moment where he's like, uh, he tells him to pull. And he's like, how do you say pull in your language? He's like, oh my god, no way! I totally went pee during that. I missed that. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. Not to say in Spanish, and then like, and that's why he says it. Exactly. It's so bad. That's so gross. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm glad I didn't see that. Well, sorry, I just brought it up for you, ruined it, but (laughs) yeah. Damn, that's so much worse. I thought maybe he just knew a little bit of Spanish. No, he (laughs) he tells him the exact word he needs to know later for later in the movie. Oh my god, that's terrible. Uh, but yeah what uh oh yeah empathizing with john Kramer couldn't get on board with that the lady that makes like if they don't do anything with that that makes the end of this movie more fucked up and oh yeah another big problem is i feel like this movie treats the audience like they are fucking idiots uh they constantly <laughs> are like flashing back to mo- like literally minutes ago you just watched this happen and like they keep flashing back to it to, like remind you <laughs> i know yeah this is it's what like, this is what remember was that said. happened it's yeah, like, I, yeah remember? I remember it's that it just oh, happened so and this doesn't it's not like an exact flashback of what happens but i love the scene when amanda is rounding everybody up and then it's like revealed that it's it was her doing it and then we have to rewatch all of her like capturing the people. And then she takes the mask off. And is like, yeah, it was me. Like, oh my God. Oh shit. That was a weird thing too. Like, yeah. When she took it off, I'm like, is that what you do every time immediately after you do it? You're just yeah. like, I'm going to rip my mask off. <laughs> yeah. I got to get, it was so cheesy, but yeah. And it's like, I okay, we could have put that together in our mind though. Of like, we knew it was you doing all of those. We don't need to rewatch. I already that. assumed it wasn't him in the first place. I'm like, he's old and cancerous and can barely exactly. walk. Obviously, it's not him doing it. And like, you yeah, already yeah, know people that. help him in other movies too. If Unless this is literally the first Saw movie everyone has ever watched. But I think most of the people watching this watched other Saw movies. But Well, okay, that's another thing, which I didn't stay for this because fuck you. If you want the audience to see something in your movie. You oh my God, is the there credits. an after credits? Yeah, which so I apparently they think this is the first Saw movie that everybody's seen because they treat the after credits scene like it's some big reveal that um, when he uh, okay so he you don't do you know what it is or do I need to explain it? I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't see it either, but I I know what it is. So the guy 
that is in his support group, um, the guy that had the stomach operation, apparently he was he was actually part of the of the people that conned him. Like he he goes to support groups to recruit people for obviously them. like okay well that wasn't that wasn't obvious to me i thought he well was i assumed like, that like after like like after he was scammed i'm like oh then that guy must be a part of it too yes okay yeah because that's fair. why I mean, would they cure is, him but not anybody else yeah. <laughs> yeah um but anyway he so he he jigsaw uh gets to him but he puts him in a trap or whatever, and then it's revealed that it's uh, the detective from whatever four and four, five, yeah. four, three and four. So it's revealed that it's him. But they play it like it's like this big reveal when it's like earlier in the movie he calls and says, "Detective, I need you to like find these people for me." Yeah, and you've seen Saw before. Uh, know you know who it is. Who does it? <laughs> so I feel like they do treat this like people that have only seen I don't know the first and second or something. I don't. Or Do they, you think that was meant to be past. a reveal or that was just like more of a um, fan well, service moment? Okay, I haven't for like seen it. Fans. I, so I don't know, but I've heard that it's treated like it's this big reveal. Hmm. That, yeah, because that, it's like obviously. So, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe that's just like in the direction too, because I mean, you know how Saw is like, they always try to have some twist or whatever. And, that's another thing that we need to talk about. The end of this movie is complete garbage. Um, but yeah, like in terms of the after credit scene, maybe that's just what he chose, how he chose to portray it. Maybe it wasn't intended to be your reveal, but that's what I heard anyway, from people that saw Gross. it. Um, okay. End of the movie. <laughs> they do, you know, they do the whole, da-na-na. and the music starts and then they have to they flash back to all the setup and the breadcrumbs through the movie except in this movie it's all like shit that's so obvious and i just thought the end like the the reveal or the twist or whatever was so stupid and not a twist yeah because it's so obvious i'm like why he's there's no way he's gonna trust this guy with a gun like obviously he kept making it very obvious like we need to just see how it goes like, yeah, obviously he did something or he's planning for something. And obviously John Kramer is not going to die here because we already know how he dies. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, the end of this movie, like in compa- like the first one, amazing twist at the end. It, and then even ones after that, way better than this. Like, you know, cool thing. Like the end of the second one is amazing also. Where that what uh that's like the pre recorded stuff and the sun is like in the vault or whatever with oxygen and all he had to do was like wait it out or whatever like pretty cool twist pretty cool ending but like this was just in comparison so stupid and the way that he set it up too for them to like live with only one of them can stick their head out and like it looked so <laughs> dumb and like it just didn't seem like a well thought out trap in terms of like it being the final you know, the final one. Why'd it have to be that their head stuck out too? Couldn't you just give them an oxygen mask or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah. And just made it poison gas and not like whatever it was, like an acid gas. Yeah, what was it? Because it started like corroding their skin immediately. Yeah, like, I assume it was some kind of acid gas. Like, an- <laughs> Which it's Well, if that was the case, then their limbs and anything that's left in the room would be like- Would be burnt right? to fuck, yeah. yeah. That's so what I assumed happened to her, which maybe why she doesn't do anything, but- 
Yeah, I, it could have just been like a helmet or something that, or a gas mask that they put on and there's only one gas mask, you know, didn't have to be them sticking their head out. I mean, it looked like made, a non very sealing thing that obviously didn't seal very yeah, well. Exactly. Like the, the edges, there's like so much space and it's like, how does this like work plausibly? I don't know. That was it dumb. looked funny, though. It did. Yeah, it made <laughs> for a, a, a funny image. This movie did make money, though. Oh yeah, it made. Um, I think it made a decent amount. I'm pretty sure I it had beat a... Saw and Paw Patrol both beat uh, the creator in box in the box office. Yeah, so. it had a 13 million dollar budget and it made a gross of 21 million, well, almost 22 million so far worldwide. Gross of 33. So, yep, it is. Um, it is a it's movie a success. <laughs> Okay, I don't have too much else to say. Plus, we should wrap it up uh, soon yeah. for you. Okay, anything else on uh, Saw X? No. All right, well, what are you going to give it out of five stars? I'm going to give it a 2.5. I am a two. Okay, let's move on to some nano reviews. Uh, Jacob, do you have anything? I do have a few. All right. Well, I guess a couple. Uh, I have two as well. So actually, I do have Expendables. I forgot about also. <laughs> yeah, of course, got to talk about that. Yeah, I guess I'll start then, since I'll start with that one. It is Why one of the worst did... movies I've ever seen. Do not watch this movie. Please do not give that's, money to that's this movie. That's not that movie. It was stupid. I hate that movie so much. Have you seen like all of the Expendable movies? I have seen none of them. Like the first one. Solid, at least for I remember. Now it came out forever ago, so maybe it's terrible. But like the idea and everything, and seeing all these old guys back together, like that was a pretty cool concept. Cool, fun movie. Good for it. Then I remember watching number two. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is already like overstand. Like over it, the the welcome is gone. And then they made a third one. I'm like, yeah, I have no interest in watching that, really. But So I don't really know if I watch that one. And then mm-hmm. this one. And it, I had Martin over. I'm like, hey, I get tickets every week. You want to watch a movie? He's like, sure. So then that was going. <laughs> and so we watched Expendables 4. And my God, like, what was the budget for this movie? Like $10 other than, like, hiring the big actors who the big old actors like seriously the cg like <laughs> that was oh my god was it horrid it was so bad like it looked like if you remember like the shark back in like deep blue what was it called deep blue deep blue sea <laughs> deep blue sea maybe like those level of like early uh, 2000s like okay. not lord of the rings like early maybe late 90s early 2000s type of cg like that bad and it was i just don't understand like how could, did they just give the seat like the people artists working on it they're like okay you got a week guys <laughs> like here you go because it was it made the like flash look like amazing by comparison yeah which was really bad it's it's amazing compared to this (laughs) yeah like this felt like the most b movie like this cost like ten thousand dollars to make (laughs) i've watched and then had it brought megan fox into this and 
Oh my God. Is her um, acting terrible? <laughs> she had a couple of moments that were like fine, and then other moments just felt like she was literally just reading a piece of paper. Yikes. And it's not like she's like a standout as being bad. There, everyone is pretty terrible in this. Obviously, you know, Stallone and Statham plays more than anything. Yeah. I mean, Statham plays the same character he always plays. So it's like, is that good or bad? It's yeah. Jason Statham. That's exactly how he always is in every movie he's ever been in ever. And then Stallone is Stallone in action movies. So, you know same as ever not great but it's fine you know like you you're used to them but then you bring in like her who you're not used to seeing in that kind of role and it just feels really bad in comparison and then they introduce this character in the middle of it i don't even remember her name it's like wait i got they like gave her a name she's part of the crew and everything what was it lash and like they literally bring her in like and they're like, oh, this is Lash. And then she has like three lines for the rest of the movie. Like literally, I'm like, what was even the point of having it's this character? Rich. It's a new character. Like Megan Fox had a huge like art, like character moments and stuff. And then this girl, they bring her in. She's new. She has like three lines and you're that's it. And they never expands it or for whatever reason. Oh my God. It literally, I mean, if you, if you go into this, like wanting to see just a terrible, like B movie type, people might love it for that. But like, as even like a decent action, like campy action movie, it's horrible. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> well, I haven't heard anything great. So going to take your word for it and I'm um, not going to worry about catching up with this, uh, with this series. No. And this is coming for someone who actually, I thought the first one was decent. I mean, yeah. maybe I need to rewatch it, but. <laughs> I mean, the first, yeah, like it's an intriguing premise, you know, bringing together all of these aging, like super machismo guys and, you know, making an action movie. Like it, it seems like a good premise for one movie. I don't know why we needed four. <laughs> like, and they dig, like from what I remember in the third, second or third one, like they dig so deep into the roster. Like Kelsey Grammer is in them like Frazier it's like was he ever an action star I mean I don't really know well this one had 50 cent so not much about old (laughs) action movies but yikes yeah it's it's almost hilariously bad but you know it's out there I wonder if it made money I probably did because I can't imagine the budget it must have been like pretty small other than hiring these people who are past their prime. So I don't know how much they get anymore. Right. But yeah, I gave it a one. Wow. That bad, huh? It is that bad. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I watched a movie. Oh my God. It had a hundred million dollar (laughs) budget. What the hell? (laughs) Nice. And it made so far worldwide, 24 million. (laughs) Cuckoo, box it up. Hopefully we won't get a fifth in it, sounds like. <clears throat> it's dead. This killed it. Okay. Um, I watched a movie called Sanctuary, directed by Zachary Wiggin. Um, this uh, technically would be a 2023 release, but uh, definitely had me intrigued based on the premise, and it... Uh, 
stars. Oh, what's the guy's name? Christopher Abbott. And uh, based off of the based off of the synopsis, it uh, seemed like it was going to be reminiscent of uh, a movie that I'm very fond of. I think from 2018 called Piercing. But uh, I'll just read the synopsis here. Confined to a claustrophobic hotel room, the heir to a hotel empire and the dominatrix who has primed him for success become locked in a battle of wits and wills as he tries to end his relationship with her. And um, yeah, intriguing premise. um, Kind of feels like a play in some regards, but um, yeah, I, I... really like the first 30 to 45 minutes of this movie. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't go to the places that I wanted it to. And it, I don't really think it goes into any places that are that interesting. Like there's definitely some, you know, it feels like a long drawn out therapy session and, uh, I guess someone with daddy issues and, you know, you got the, the, the dominatrix and um there's a you know all the early the i guess the sex the sexiness and sexual scenes are front loaded uh maybe that's why i like the beginning so much but um (laughs) yeah after they get to a certain point in their relationship it does become a battle of psychological battle more or less and it just isn't that interesting and i kind of hated the ending like the turn that it takes and the decision he makes um yeah not not all that interesting to me and kind of corny in a sense so i don't know it's uh it's pretty short it's 96 minutes but it felt a little bit longer than that i'm not gonna say it felt like excruciatingly long um i'm trying to just see if i think it'd be worth a watch for you or anyone else um it's at least it's at least more original than some of the other movies we talked about today. It's more original than Creator and Saw X, but yeah, ultimately, wow. <laughs> ultimately, like what a glowing review. <laughs> you know, it's it's the it's the two people in a room movie. So I feel like the the dialogue and the writing needs to be really sharp and and heightened for these movies, and this just didn't reach those levels. So yeah, I found it watchable, very mid. Two and a half. Nice. All right. Well, I have some classics coming up here. Oh. So these were watches that Trevor had us watch. And we were pretty buzzed while watching these. So I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> the best for reviewing them. But we I did watch Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Mel Brooks movie. Classic, and I think this is the only. No, yeah, you can say the way. only Mel. Oh, Brooks I saw Robin Hood Men Tights. I don't, I've never seen Spaceballs though. Have you ever seen Young Frankenstein? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the only one I've seen Good is fuck! Robin Hood Men in Tights. That is a shame. Okay, and that's obviously... like one of his not as I mean Robin Hood Men in Tights is good because it's like from my childhood, but I think in terms of like his films, it's not one of his best. Well, apparently this is one of his best. Yes. Maybe. (laughs) And uh, I don't agree. (laughs) 
I get like no. I kind of like where it's going for. It's highly offensive, but I obviously that's very much intended. And it's not like it's kind of highly offensive to everybody. So like, you know, I guess that it balances at least. But yeah, it's extremely like racist to every race and ethnicity. And mm-hmm. that leads to some funny parts. But honestly, most of the jokes are very slapstick, which I guess like if you and maybe if you really love Tom and Jerry and that makes you laugh a lot or Looney Tunes, then you'll like really uh-huh. think this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But if it gets re- that got really old for me. So by the end of it, it's not like the story is that interesting. It's very basic story. It's, you know, this. It's basically uh, this black slave laborer, basically, who's working on the railroad, becomes a sheriff because they want him to basically fail. And then he ends up doing really well and basically tricking, and the town ends up coming around to him in the end. But there's a lot of trying to get him out of there because they don't really want him there because they want the town to be destroyed anyway. And that's why they put him there in order for the town to like hate him and then they can destroy the town for a trade track air to go through it. Something like that. I don't know. It's kind of dumb, <laughs> but it's mostly the antics and the comedy and the racism and all that. That's it's just like a straight up comedy. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny at parts and very dumb at other parts. So I give it a three. This is one I haven't seen in a long time. So I would need to uh, revisit to voice and opinion, but uh, I, in general, I do like Mel Brooks, so. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm glad I watched it. Gotta check off one of the classics. Very cool, very cool. Uh, okay, I watched another new movie called No One Will Save You, directed by Brian Duffield. Uh, this went straight to Hulu, and uh, it was getting quite a bit of buzz. Um, once again, don't know why. Uh, it does follow a gimmick, which is there's uh, no dialogue. I mean, no, there's no meaningful dialogue. Um, words are spoken throughout the movie, like very dis- despairingly, dis- dispart, what, whatever word I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> sparsely. <laughs> Sp- sparsely. Uh, but yeah, there's no meaningful dialogue between characters or, or any like any anything um it uh it follows a girl who lives alone uh who has some social anxiety for reasons we find out later in the movie and there is an alien invasion uh the effects are a mixed bag i would say in general they're very bad um at times they look passable as in like a good like a good video game cutscene would be passable uh but for the most part when they are like when there's action involved they look pretty bad like if it's just a freeze if it's just like a still holding on like an alien that's not moving a lot it looks okay um i do like the design that they went for they went for the crass the classic um gray look just you know a standard gray alien um 
but they do kind of mix that up throughout the film as well, which is never explained why they would have different, why they would look different or have different length of limbs and so forth. Anyway, getting off topic. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the, the, the basic premise and, um, it's, yeah, it's just that played out and you're, you're fine. You're picking up pieces on why she is the way that she is throughout that, but that has no consequence on the story at all. It doesn't even really make sense because she is, um, I don't know. Are you going to watch this thing, Jacob, or what? Do I need to? Um, Okay, she uh, she accidentally well not accidentally she she kills her best friend which is also very stupid like the way that this happens um, wasn't really an accident she picks up a rock and smashes her skull in uh, <laughs> so and like this person has been her best friend for how long like I don't care what argument you get into like you're not gonna do that to somebody that like you are best friends with or love it'd be like you like just like you and JT get in a fight one day and you pick up a rock and hit him in the head. Like it, that makes no sense. Uh, so yeah, she kills her. And, um, you know, from the very, from the very jump, she feels regret and remorse for this. So what did she learn from like the alien invasion and like revealing this information? Absolutely nothing. Nothing changes at all. It's just really stupid. I don't, that has no impact on it. It's like literally just to add drama into the movie to give this, some plot besides an alien invasion it's yeah i found it very stupid um didn't characters didn't change or anything and then by the end uh she is able to interact in the town now because before the town people hated her because of what she did and now she's able to interact with people in the town because um basically the aliens invaded their bodies and are controlling them now so it's like a happy you know which i don't get the ending now like all right, now she's now she's okay. Now she's happy because she can interact with the townspeople, even though they're aliens. Like, give me a break. Cool. This movie, <laughs> it's so stupid. What all introverts want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, she uh, st- you know started the movie alone and basically ends the movie alone because everyone is an alien at the end or controlled by aliens, I should say. So. Yeah, really stupid, really dumb. Um, I hated, what's this girl's name? She was in um, Caitlin Deaver. Absolutely hated her in this movie. Not that her performance was bad. I just grew to hate her more and more as the movie went on. (laughs) Like, I do think her performance is like mid at best, but she does like these, makes these like little noises and facial expressions. Oh my God, I just, it's like, I, yeah, I can't even describe it. I just wanted to punch her in the face. And I was like this so is happy. how I felt about the kid in that uh, other movie we just watched. Fuck. <laughs> A cobweb. Oh, yeah. After he killed the kid, I'm just like, fuck, why, why am I supposed to feel bad for this kid? He just yeah, murdered a kid. He just broke this kid's leg and pushed him down the stairs and then murdered his parents. Like, I'm supposed to care? Like, Yeah, I mean, at one point, the aliens have like the upper hand and I was like, Oh, thank God. You know, you can finally get rid of this bitch. (laughs) And yeah, there's some other weird things that like she gets like stabbed a couple times. And then like, I guess you could assume the aliens healed her, but like she never (laughs) shows like any suffering from those wounds. I don't know. There's some really 
stupid just a things. flesh wound yeah it's just a flesh wound uh yeah did not like this movie at all there's some cool designs like some decent set pieces or moments i guess with aliens and i mean i love alien movies in general i but this was not it so it gets points for a few things but um ultimately i gave it a two that's where i'm landing sounds like you loved it Uh, i don't know i mean i i I spoiled it for you but um if you you know if you're really desperate for some content it's uh 95 minutes 93 minutes probably even shorter than that with uh credits and it's on hulu for free but uh i actually heard the film junk on this one and i'm like well we're not interested in this one and then (laughs) (laughs) now i'm even more not interested in this one I honestly, I don't get the, I do not get the love and praise that this movie is getting. Like, I'm shocked. Well, people like Cobweb too, right? Do they? Yeah, kind of. Don't they? I don't know. <laughs> About as much. Yeah. No. Not for me, I guess. Whatever. If if someone wants to explain the uh, the trauma, like, you know, this is one of those horror movies that seems to, like, want to tie in that, like, trauma to it like it's somehow tied in with the movie but like i said she's already regretful and remorseful from what happened immediately like there's no arc there connection i don't get how this affects the invasion (laughs) at all like where is the connective tissue i mean i might be stupid as fuck which it's true i am so i could be missing something somebody wants to explain it that'd be great but from the movie i got nothing so Super. Who you calling Pinhead? <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Uh, anything right. else? You? Yes, I watched another classic, Tremors. Mm-hmm. Oh, now this I'm interested was, in because I, I was actually interested in this one. Love this movie, and I have never seen it. Uh, it's which I was actually surprised when I looked and when I was checking this in, I'm like, wow, Kyle hasn't seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely seems like one you would have seen, but I was interested in this one because I've heard about this like growing up. I've just never seen it for some reason, and I guess you haven't either. So, nope. And it came out in 1990, so right around when we were born. Um, and it has the bacon in it. Uh, it yeah. is also very. B movie like, but this is like in the good way. I don't know what the dis- the line is like that separates like a good B movie and a bad B movie, but like this is the good line. I wouldn't say it's a B movie in the fact it's maybe in today. I bet, but at the time, like the special effects stuff are pretty good. Obviously, it looks pretty bad now, but I'll, it, a lot of it's it's all practical, so mm-hmm. that obviously makes it like a way step up from something like expendables four, which came out in 23. Like this looks better than that by a hundred miles. And, but I mean, it's just like a comedy campy monster movie. (laughs) So it's definitely fun, but I, and I can see why this is definitely one of those movies. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is gonna, this feels like a cult classic movie. Like this is not like, a super amazing movie in any way it's super cheesy the writing's not that great the plot is very simple the acting's okay like 
nothing about it is great in any way, but this feels like a movie that people probably would have hated, which would have been undue. <laughs> so it, it like, <laughs> but it's not great in any way, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was a fun watch. I don't think it's, I'm going to be one of the lovers of it that will come back to this any ever. I am maybe interested in seeing a couple of the newer ones. I heard some of those are good too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm under the related films. We have Tremors 2, Aftershocks, Tremors 3, Back to Perfection, like seven. Tremors 4, The Legend Begins, Tremors 5, Bloodlines, Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell, and Tremors, Shrieker Island, which uh, came out in 2020. And so yeah, of lots, of, uh, lots of options really, there. Uh... They look like they get worse as they go, which is... Very understandable for a franchise like this. And but, it also uh, makes me think that maybe it gets worse as it goes just because the original is not that great, but people have it in their heart that's great. And then the other So you think this is just... nostalgia-based mostly? Like the higher ratings are probably more nostalgic. Honestly, yeah. Quality. Like I don't... This is like... Again, this is not a bad movie. Yeah. Like it's totally fine. Like... I can see people giving this 3.5, whatever. But like, if they give it like anything above that, <laughs> it's just like strictly just putting the blind eyes on or something because it's not that level of good in any way. It's just, it's campy. It's fun. It's well done with like special effects that still hold up pretty well today because they're practical. And that's about right. it. Here, here, and here. it has Kevin Bacon in it, which probably gives it a bump because people are like, how the fuck did they get Kevin Bacon to be in this movie? I mean, and he's anecdotally, of, I guess at the time he was probably a bigger deal. But yeah, he's been in a lot of questionable uh, shit. So I did hear a story. Trevor said that like after he made this movie, he like was freaking out because he's like, my career is over. I can't believe I made this movie. Oh really? But then, mm. but then it ended up being really successful. Well, there yeah. you go. Uh, Reba McIntyre's in this as well. Yes, that's, and that's another thing. Fucking Reba McIntyre's in this. Like, why? Hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> and she's basically like playing herself. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun and definitely worth a while. I think you should watch it. I would definitely recommend watching. Well, it, yeah, it's been on my off. list for a while, so it's not yeah, that I'm definitely, not avoiding it. Yeah, I just it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, but it's it's not. Don't expect it to be four <laughs> to five star movie. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you yeah, know, I gave it a, a three. If it's uh, if it's technically under the horror genre, I am trying to uh, cross off some classics. This it's October a monster show. movie, so why not? Yeah, why I would think, it not uh, be horror? I'll put it on my list for this month to watch. It's pretty violent. So yeah, I would definitely say it's like on the same level of like a Shaun of the Dead horror, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Horror is definitely a uh, a genre. Just is it is it the first? Maybe not, but it's on there. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. Um, did you have anything else? Uh, I did watch the newest season of Love is Blind. I'm caught up on that. Oh, I'm still not caught up yet. We're trying. I, we haven't even finished after the altar yet. See, we, we got. See, I didn't even watch Man that. Like, I actually skipped like last season 
and I just decided to dive back into this season. Oh, okay. So, well, okay. I'm not caught up, so don't spoil anything, but this, this show is pretty, (laughs) it's it's so like problematic. (laughs) And like, you really think about like, I really thought about this time. Like if I was on the show, you know, you're talking to someone, but like if they do come out, which most of the people on this show are not like un- super unattractive, but like, yeah, <laughs> but like some of them aren't really the kind of type, like I wouldn't, wouldn't be really into how they look. And like, as much as like you want to be like, say I'm so amazing. I only care about like their person and I fall in love with the person and love. It truly is. But it's like, come on. Like if I came out, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I just don't think I would, I like, you always see those people. And then when they act that way, you want to be like, wow, that's a terrible person. They only care about looks. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, looks aren't everything, but they're still important. (laughs) Yeah. I've had the same conversation multiple times and I love how the show is five seasons in now. And they just repeatedly basically prove that love isn't blind (laughs) yeah the people that like matched up and like happened to be attracted to each other then great they work out but like if there isn't any physical attraction like they never work out like no matter how much they bond in the pods it's like they don't work out in the end so it's It's, like yeah love isn't blind sorry (laughs) we are animals yeah you know like i don't care about looks I really don't care about looks. Yeah. But you know, yeah, like looks aren't I'm like, so you think they're ugly? <laughs> like like you wouldn't say this so much if you thought they were attractive. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like that is important. So it's not like that doesn't make them a bad person. It's just it's not gonna work. Like <laughs> Exactly. But you know, I love the tea. So Oh yeah. Yeah, the uh It's fun. The drama that they mine from those people is pretty great. I also heard there's a lot of controversy. I don't know if they um, fixed that on this, but like yeah, I heard, that came like, out last previous season. Yeah, they like they keep them up. Just only like, have alcohol. They keep them <laughs> up crazy hours. Yeah, so, like they're always kind of tired and a little bit buzzed. Yep. So like <laughs> they make bad decisions. Being bad's a lot of fun. It's hey. fun. <laughs> it sure is. Okay. Um. Well, I think that wraps us up here uh so next week we are reviewing oh i should mention some more in-house stuff uh we haven't talked about this on the show we're calling another audible in terms of premiums so i know never done that before i know we said it was gonna be william friedkin uh it kind of is still but uh we're delaying the friedkin premium to november we're pushing our horror premium up so that way it's out before Halloween and the, the horror Halloween premium is going to be the exorcist series. So that lines up with the new release as well. So we're doing a premium covering the exorcist exorcist two and exorcist three heretic. Um, that should be out in basically two weeks from now. Um, that will be out. So, Keep an eye out for that, and then William Friedkin will be November, and then we'll try to get back onto uh, normal rotation and schedule. So, just wanted to mention that. But uh, next week's review is Exorcist Believer. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, Exorcist yeah. Believer. <laughs> uh, whatever shitty David Gordon Green title he put on, slapped on it. But, uh, <laughs> I have 
heard nothing but bad things about this movie, so I am excited to he see. Started that. out so strong, though, you know <laughs> how big of a deviation it. <laughs> oh, the rating started out strong, or the no? I mean, it? he started out strong with well, like Halloween, his first like remake of Halloween. Uh, you okay? Yeah, you guys think that? I don't. I really don't. Oh, think yeah, the you first didn't one's that, that good. <laughs> I mean, it's it was it's pretty good. Good, but yeah, like people overrate that movie a lot, and whatever people you know, it's fair to like it, but. I'm uh yeah, I'm not looking forward to this at all. But um yeah, rewatching, I just I know you just watched the first one, I just watched the first one, so it's going to be very interesting to see this um coming off of the heels yeah. of a great movie like that. <laughs> so Which I know this can be in this episode since it it doesn't really matter for a premium, but I did think it's hilarious. I had no idea that it was filmed in Georgetown. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is literally. I just noticed that too. This walks to me. (laughs) Yeah, I never noticed. Like, I never really paid attention to the setting before. Like, for some reason, I always thought it was like in like London or Europe or something. I guess because of like how the houses look and like yeah, you know, I was like it's very uh, European look. Um, but then when they said that, I was like, oh shit, that's like in DC, like Like, I literally recognize literally the stairs. I say you could probably go to the stairs, Jacob. No, literally. Literally, that's where I drop my girlfriend off for work. She walks oh. up those stairs <laughs> oh, to work. Way. She oh. works at the car barn, which is at the top of those stairs. Jacob, why haven't you snapped a photo yet for the? Because I didn't know that was in the Exorcist. <laughs> okay, well next like, time I'm like, those look familiar. I'm like, are those the car oh, barn dude, stairs? And then I look, food? I'm like, those are literally car barn stairs. You could get a great fall scenic photo. Of that come on, like right, I, I literally dropped her me. off there today and yesterday. <laughs> Well, very cool. So yeah, I have a picture. I'll send you guys a picture of the stairs. Next yeah, time well, I go. maybe we can maybe we can publish it uh, and time it with our uh, Exorcist Premium. Yeah, because they're literally ten minute drive. Yeah. when it's not busy for me. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get a good one. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's the plan. Future plan. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to send us a question or a comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers.